0: Welcome to the Freedom City Church podcast, a podcast designed to help your faith thrive. We hope you enjoy today's message. All right, can everyone hear me? Everyone's doing well. Um, Just shout out to everyone on Facebook Live. um, With the, the power of technology, a phone and a small microphone can connect us to the world. How amazing is that? But it's an opportunity for us to share the gospel with people who tune in. And for those who are sick, unwell, children crying all night, um, who are going through hardship right now, I think it's, it's amazing how we can still feel part of something even if we're not here. And I think that's something that like, I, really, I really value, like, particularly in the time that we were away at, uh, in October last year. Um, we still felt we were part of this family you know, even though we weren't around. And so it's amazing what we're able to do. Um, before I get into my message, um, I've been thinking about it recently, and God was saying to me, it's like, there's something special about this group. I don't know, there's something special about this group because each person here that I know is unique. They have a calling on their life. I know that every pastor says this, but I've been thinking about this. It's like one of my passions is not to, my passion is to see people empowered to go into the world and and to to reach their world for Jesus, which means that I this is this is so valuable meeting together. But your Monday to Saturday is so much more valuable. Your Monday to Saturday, and last week we did the donut dash of the Great Donut Dash of 2021, where we we dropped a whole bunch of donuts off for all the fathers. And honestly, to see. And to hear the stories of dads just spending time with their family, to see young people going to their fathers and spending time with their fathers on father's day, it made me realize that this is so important what we do here to come to learn to grow and to but then to go and this is something that like I'm making an internal now public promise to you all is that i'm gonna I want to take you deeper on this discipleship journey so I've been preaching really nice stuff recently, and today's a nice one as well. I've been preaching some fun stuff, but we did the exegesis, and I feel, I feel like, as a church, this is our next step deeper. That's a very vague comment, but basically, I want you to feel so empowered and knowledgeable when you go into your week that you feel confident to share the gospel with authority and power. So today... I'm making that promise to you that this is what we're going to do. How's that sound? Sound good? How was your holiday, Lisette? That's great. I sent you a whole bunch of emails. It's like, don't don't talk to me. I'm on break. You know, it's like that automatic response. I was like, oh, all right, Lisette. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it, I would imagine it's lovely at this time of the year. All right. So today's message, today's message is something I've been thinking about for a while. and It's something that I've personally traveled through recently. And my message for today is called Living for Today. Say living for today. Not, not for tomorrow, but for today. Not for tomorrow, but for today. I want to talk about how we can stop life stealing from today by living free from the challenges of tomorrow. How we can stop life stealing from today by living free from the challenges of tomorrow. I really believe that a lot of us are struggling to fully live today because a lot of us are not fully living and being present present within today. Example, who's seen the movie or heard of the movie called The Tomorrow War? So it's, it's got Chris Pratt in it. It wasn't great. Didn't, 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 didn't rate very well on IMDb. Um, but it's with Chris Pratt on Prime Video. Basically, The Tomorrow War. Let me read the, the plot summary to you. The world is stunned, synopsis, when a group of time travellers arrive from the year 2051 to deliver an urgent message. Thirty years in the future, mankind is losing the global war against a deadly alien species. <laughs> so, that's it. That's it. That's um. So it's called the Tomorrow War. Why? Well, basically what happens is like, you see it in the trailer, so I'm not ruining anything for you. Basically, I just realized Kate and Molly were in the same jumper. Uh, that's, that's, basically, uh, basically, they they get these people, they go back 30 years to get people to go 30 years forward to fight a war that hasn't happened yet. Ultimately, ultimately, time travel allowed people to go back in time to recruit people to fight a future war. It's very far-fetched, it's very far-fetched, but above that, I think it, it actually plays into uh, and, in, and thinking that we can impact and control things that are yet to even happen. Obviously it's fiction, it's obviously fiction, yes Chris, but it's indicative, I think it's actually indicative of some of where our heads are currently at. We're trying to fight wars that aren't even happening yet. Our fear and anxiety is dragging us out of the present into the unknown. Like, I think it's, it's prevalent. It is prevalent that some of us are fighting wars that aren't even happening yet. It's like, we, it's like future us has traveled back 30 years and said, hey, you need to go and fight a war and start thinking about what might happen in the future. And then what happens is you stop living today because you're trying to live tomorrow. I'm going to read you a Bible verse. Who likes the Bible? I do this every week. On three, read yell out your version that you read. One, two, three. Right, I'm reading from the Passion Translation. <laughs> oh, crikey. The Passion Translation is... Uh, I think is a, a great uh, translation in the sense that it it gives a more um, well basically passionate romantic view. It brings out more of the um, sorry. It brings out it brings out a lot more of the motive words within the the, the Bible. Obviously, read other versions. I'm an ESV man by uh, normally, but I really like the way that this was put. So Matthew, the Passion Translation, Matthew six verses 25 to 34. This is why I tell you to never be worried about your life. For all that you need will be provided, such as food, water, clothing, everything your body needs. Isn't there more to your life than a meal? Isn't your body more than clothing? Consider the birds. Do you think they worry about their existence? They don't plant or reap or store up food, yet your Heavenly Father provides them each with food. Aren't you much more valuable to your Father than they? So which one of you, by worrying, could add anything to your life? And why would you worry about your clothing? Look at all the beautiful fowls of the field. They don't work or toil. And yet not even Solomon in all his splendour was robed in beauty like one of these. So if God has clothed the meadow with hay, which is here for such a short time, and then dried up and burned, won't he provide for you the clothes you need, you of little faith? So then, forsake your worries. Say that forsake your worries. Why would you say, what will we eat or what will we drink or what will we wear? For that is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly father already know the things your body requires? So above all, constantly seek God's kingdom and his righteousness. Then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Refuse. Say refuse. Say it with emphasis. Refuse refuse to worry about tomorrow but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time tomorrow will take care of itself that last part is pretty in your face it's pretty straightforward and this is jesus talking it's fairly direct refuse to worry about tomorrow it's an active thing it's not something that's like, oh, I'm just not going to worry. You have to fight. I'm No, I'm not going to think about the worries of tomorrow. But deal with each, each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Have you ever seen a kid refuse their food? Have you ever seen a kid refuse their food? Oh, uh, hey, Charlie or Ollie, good, my best examples. Do you, want, do you want some fruit? No. No. Would you like? Would you like some something healthy? No, 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 no. This is Ollie's new thing. Ollie's my little, uh, our little um, one-year-old son, I'm about to turn two. He, when he doesn't like something, he does this, and he runs up to you and he points like, and he, it's like he's about to hit you, but he runs up and he's no, no, and he points. He's like, no, 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 no. He gets right in your face. He's like, this is not good. I am refusing. I am refusing. Whereas if you have, if you see a little kid refuse something compared to an adult, there's two very different outworkings. A little child's like, no, 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 no. Ah! Where you have an adult that's like, oh, no, no, it's okay. Oh, no, 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 thank you. that's yeah, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, thank you so much, though. You're so kind. Oh, my goodness. But, nah, it's all right. It's all right. Jesus is being very upfront with us. Hey, I know he's saying to us, I know you're going to struggle with fear. I know you're going to struggle with anxiety. I know you're going to worry about tomorrow, but you need to refuse to worry about tomorrow. Not politely decline. It's like that awkward conversation at the end of a meal when someone offers to pay for your, your food. It's like, it's like I, I, no, don't worry, I'll pay for you. No, 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 it's fine. Don't worry about it. No, 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 it's fine. No, no, oh, I, know I insist. I insist. And then he's, are you sure? You really don't have to, then I insist, I insist, and then all of a sudden you crumble. And you're like, okay, you can find, you can pay for me. It's kind of like you're worried. for so tomorrow it's like, no, I'm not going to worry about it. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. And then it pops back up and you're like, you, I'm, I'll just give it a little bit of headspace. And then all of a sudden what happens, you're like, oh, no, 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 I'll just, no, no, sorry, no, no, I'm not going to worry about it, I'm going to, I'm going to paint, I'll go do something else. I, Go do something that re- relaxes me, you know cook something or other, and then it 's like no i 'm not going oh, maybe i 'll just give a little bit of head space i 'll just prepare for it i 'll prepare for tomorrow. this is what i 'm going to say this is what i 'm going to do. then all of a sudden you get sucked into this vortex, and then all of a sudden you 're having this existential crisis, and you're you 're thinking about attacking the person who 's done you wrong, and then you 're like, How did I get here? How did I get here i 'm i'm going to go out on a limb very confidently and say i think that all of us right now or in the past week have worried about something that was a future problem all of us very confidently but the bible says Do not grant the worries of tomorrow an audience. Why? Because honestly, today has enough challenges of its own. Jesus doesn't say if you don't worry about tomorrow, today will be fine. All that he's saying is that when he starts stacking on worries from the future and today, you're going to get overwhelmed because you can't live today and tomorrow at the same time. We are not privy to a time machine. So what we have is we have today. I want, I want to see a show of hands to this question. I'm going to give you 10 seconds. And I want you to identify this because we're going to hold this up to God. Can you identify something that is causing you to worry, be fearful or anxious that isn't something you can fix or face today? Hands in the air. Something that's causing you to worry, be fearful or anxious, that is something you can't actually fix or face today. Like I said, I believe that most of us are there. Whether it be a conversation we need to have with a workmate, whether it be getting the money together for the next bill, whether it be an assignment project or exam we need to do, or whether we're worried about the stability of our marriage. There are things in our lives that can induce worry and anxiety for tomorrow. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to spend the rest of my time now giving a few pointers I believe that we can use that can help us live fully today by freeing ourselves from the challenges of tomorrow. Does that sound good? All right, so I've got 39 of them. First one of them, (laughs) first one. My first point, very simple. Don't try fixing a today problem tomorrow or a tomorrow problem today. Don't try fixing a today problem tomorrow or a a tomorrow problem today. Say that 10 times fast. Why? Why should we not fix a today problem tomorrow or a tomorrow problem today? Because there is an emphasis, a biblical, scriptural emphasis on living today. If we look into the Bible, we'll see, like example, and I'm only giving you a few. There's many. Example, Proverbs 27 verses 1. Next slide, please, Sam. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring. James 4:13 to 15. 4:13. yep. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town, and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Yet you do not know what tomorrow will bring. The same thing that comes over and over again. You don't actually know what tomorrow will bring. You don't. Sometimes you rock up and it's like, oh, I thought the weather said it was going to be sunny. And you look outside. This happened the other day. We put a load of washing on the line, and it's like, oh, it's not sunny. I didn't. I predicted that it would be sunny. I didn't know that what tomorrow the day would bring. There are verses that talk about today as well. So we're talking about tomorrow. What's not knowing tomorrow? There's verses that talk about the importance of today. Psalm 118 verses 24. This is a very famous one. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. When? Not tomorrow. This. This is the day. Hebrews 3.13 But exhort one another every day as long it is called, as, it is, as it is called today that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Exhort one another every day as long as it is today. So what does that say about today? Do what's meant to be done today, today. And it says, do not worry about tomorrow because you don't know what tomorrow will bring. I can't, how silly would it be for me if I'm like, I need to brush my teeth every day. I'll do it tomorrow. That's a problem because you start to stink. You start to have morning breath. I have coffee breath by itself, but I add morning breath in there and it starts to get stinky. Today is the most important day of your life. Why? Because today is the best day to turn to God. Today is the best day for you to take control of your response. Will you seek strength today or will you just try and ride it out? Will you share your grief with God today or will you just shut God out? Ultimately, your response today is what God asks for because he can comfort you today. He can strengthen you today. He can restore you today. He can cover you today. Not tomorrow. Because when tomorrow is today, and it's confusing, when you're in tomorrow, tomorrow has become today and God is present and his presence is in the present. Let me say that again. God's presence is in the present. If you want to experience God like we talked about two weeks ago, don't think about doing it tomorrow because you don't know what tomorrow will bring. Simple, simple example: uh, my heart attack. I was on a run. I't No one predicted that I would have a heart attack. Imagine if I had been storing up all these things that I'm like, oh, I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to do that tomorrow. I'm going to do that tomorrow. You know, we need to focus on today and not wait for tomorrow because tomorrow is not guaranteed. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. And But the thing is, this is what I found though, when we're talking about us getting too far ahead of ourselves is often what we do is we we talk about preparation I'm just gonna prepare for tomorrow I'm just gonna prepare for tomorrow I'm just gonna think about tomorrow what's gonna happen and I understand there's wisdom in that but what I'm coming from is the perspective of that you you might not even live to see tomorrow you might not even live to see tomorrow so all we're doing instead of living in the present is we're living in the future All the preparation you do might not actually come to fruition. There's wisdom. Hold this in attention. But it's like when I'm saying refusal, when I'm saying. You need to refuse. We need to draw a hard line because otherwise as we just blur everything and then we just back and forth in between it. It's like, oh, today I'll do it this way. And all of a sudden you're thinking about 30 years down the line when actually you're not even being present with your family, with your children, with the people you're talking to. You're looking past them. I don't know if you've ever been in a conversation where someone's like thinking about the next person they're going to talk to. How hard is that? I've been in so many conversations where I'm asking them, hey, how are you doing? Tell me about your life and what's going on. I can see them scoping out their next combo. Like, we need to live in the present because you can only experience the presence of God if you're present. And this isn't just an idea. This is biblical. You can only experience the reconciliation, restoration, and redemption of God today if you're living today. This is why Jesus tells us to wor- refuse to worry about tomorrow because God wants us to know Him and His guidance today. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice in it. You know, we need to stop trying to fix today problems tomorrow and say, I'll just fix it tomorrow and then start bring- stop bringing tomorrow problems into our today. Because what happens is it just gets messy we get tired and we get overwhelmed. There's some things you haven't faced today because you're too distracted by tomorrow. Maybe you haven't forgiven someone because you're thinking, oh, I'll just do it tomorrow. Like i feel I feel like I can do it better tomorrow. Or maybe you haven't faced a fear or you haven't called a friend or you haven't you haven't done something that's required today. It says in the Bible, do not let the sun go down on you on your anger yet some of us are like we, so much marriage so many marriage things out there is like oh just depends what you how you work but it's like there's something about working in today and if i've learned it over this year is that if i'm going to be present for my boys they i need to be present today i can't say hey i'm tomorrow I'll be able to spend more time with him. It's like this whole thing of like, I'm working towards retirement. So I'll just work hard now. So when I retire, I have more time to spend with my family. Then all of a sudden, it's like, you don't make it to retirement age. Now is the best time to be present. Now is the best time to face a today problem. And how do we do that? We need to draw strict Boundaries. Say strict boundaries like you like it. Strict boundaries. Who loves strict boundaries? Yeah. Exodus 16 verses 4 to 5. And I, I'm going to read and jump down and read from 9, 19 to 20 as well. It says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather the day's portion every day, and I, that I may, test, may test them whether they will walk in my law Or not. On the sixth day, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. And in verse 19 to 20, it says, And Moses said to them, Let no one leave any of it over till the morning. But they did not listen to Moses. So some left part of it till the morning, and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. God was very specific with the Israelites. When he was talking about the manna that they collected each day in the desert. He told them to gather manna for each day and not to keep any left over to the next. And any manna that was safe the next day started to rot. This is an emphasis on keeping strict boundaries. Because within boundaries for today is provision for today. God wants us to live in constant need of him not because He doesn't want us to be strong or empowered, but because when we live under His daily provision, we commune with Him, He leads us in the specifics of each day. We hear His voice and we recognize that there is something there's something about today that needs to be done today. God is the same yesterday, today and forever. Yes, I understand that. I understand the wisdom of Preparing for tomorrow and saving and whatnot. But God is saying to these Israelites, if you don't draw strict boundaries, you will go a week without praying to me. You will go a month without encountering my presence. I'm talking in modern day now. You will go six months without opening your Bible. You go a year without knowing me. I don't know if you've ever had a dry spell or you've had a, a period of time where it's like, oh, I, I remember when, when God revealed that to me, that revelation that I got from the word, and you're living off it 10 years later. There's some revelations you can live off, but God is saying, hey, no, every day you need to seek me says in Lamenta- lamentations 3:22 to 23 22 to 23 the steadfast love of the lord never ceases his mercies never come to an end they are new when every morning great is your faithfulness every morning we don't we don't shop on sunday and ration out. Uh, uh, sorry we don't shop god's presence on a sunday and ration it out like we do with our groceries yeah that's so backwards, if we, if we rock up to church and we're like I'm going to get my fix for the week and then we ration it out for the whole week and say alright, on Thursday I'll just use part of that revelation that God gave to me, no, God is a person he's, he's in a relationship with us and imagine, uh, Megs and I we're married, we live together, imagine if I only spoke to her on a Sunday and then the rest of the week I'm like I'll just wait till Sunday to speak to her again Today, I will speak to Megs. Today, we will commune together. Today, I will be in her presence. And I need to draw strict boundaries for today, for his presence today. Because today's provision is for today's challenges. And tomorrow's provision is for tomorrow's challenges. And the following day's provision is for the following day's challenges. But if we start trying to put Monday into a Wednesday, it might work, but it's not as fresh. And God wants us the best for us. And my final point is, we can be ready without being fearful, and without tomorrow stealing from today. A lot of this, what I'm talking about here, is this fear, worry, and anxiety. Like I say at the start, I can guarantee that we're all carrying something that's in the future that we're like getting anxious about, that's stealing from us today. There's something that is boring a hole uh, in your mind and causing you stress and some people losing sleep, some people losing peace. What we want to, to do is we want to be ready For tomorrow without being fearful, without tomorrow stealing from today. You can be ready without being in tomorrow. Matthew 25, verses 1 to 13. This is the parable of the ten virgins. It says, Then the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins. He took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. I do not know you watch therefore for you you know neither the day nor the hour. This is talking about you don't know what tomorrow will bring. That last passage that last verse you need you know neither the day nor the hour. So how how do we get ready without being fearful and without tomorrow stealing from today. Well this passage is actually talking the main point of this passage is us being indwelled by the Holy Spirit. Us being indwelled by the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit lives within us, we are, in, we are guaranteed eternal life with God. But whilst we are here on earth, what the Holy Spirit also promises to us is guidance, comfort, peace, provision, and perfect love that casts out all fear. Who wants some of that? Who wants a bit of guidance and peace and provision? Who wants a bit of love that casts out all fear today? When you turn to God, when I turn to Megs and say, Megs, do you love me? Yes, I do love you. You are the most handsome man in the world. You know, When I turn to God, I say, God, do you love me? Yes, you are my beloved. Who wants that today? I don't want to be waiting for that tomorrow because I don't want to live in my problems tomorrow. I don't know how long I will live for but I don't want that to steal from me living today. If I'm worried about whether Charlie and Ollie will do well in school, I will not focus on loving and building them up today because I'm constantly over there while they are here. If I'm worried whether or not my soul will be okay, I'm over here when God is saying, come here, commune with me, be with me, and I will care for you, build you up for today. I recognize there is wisdom in saving money. I recognize there is wisdom in being mentally prepared for the future. I recognize that. But when that boundary becomes blurred because we spend more time preparing for the future than living for today, we are not actually drawing strict boundaries. We have to live for today. We will face challenges but the holy spirit is our preparation. The five wise virgins were sleeping. They fell asleep because they were comfortable to fall asleep. They all fell asleep. But when they woke up, the five wise virgins were like, yeah, got oil, just going to trim my lamp. I'm prepared and I'm not fearful. The Spirit is our oil. When we live by the Spirit, we live in the present. And we are prepared for the challenges of today. And we'll be ready for the challenges of tomorrow because the Spirit does not abandon us. Do not be afraid because the Spirit is within you, able to provide you with new mercies every morning, fresh manna, and that guarantee of eternal life. Like I was saying, the Holy Spirit can't guarantee tomorrow. They can't guarantee tomorrow. Because if the Holy Spirit starts telling you that you're going to live tomorrow, you're not going to live today. You're going to start living outside of where God wants you to be. And that's the present. The presence of God is best experienced in the present. I'm not talking about. Oh, it'd be so cool to experience God's presence tomorrow. Yeah, you can anticipate it, be excited. But if it stops you from fully engaging with God today, that's, that's not good. It's starting to detract from who God is today. Can we just have some pads in the background, please, Sam? Let's close our eyes. Just for the next short period of time next couple of hours <laughs> I'm joking the next short period of time I just want to encourage you to try and live today and what I want to do is I just want to lead you through something one of the things I do with Charlie when he gets emotional is I sit next to him and I say hey Charlie let's breathe let's breathe Charlie and I lead him through breathing just a Sit up, sit up straight. Just a big breath in with through your nose, and breathe out. Breathe in. Breathe out. There's actually research and a theological backing that talks about the breath of life. being important being something that God has given us this gift of breath breathing and we breathe and I take that thing I don't know if you identified something earlier on and what I want you to do if you identified a problem earlier or you're identifying a problem now what I want you to do is just take 10 seconds and say this is what I'm currently challenged by. This is my current struggle. Once you've identified it, I want you to almost like, with your mind, lift it up like you're putting your hand up and be like, this is the issue, the struggle, the challenge that I have. Then the next thing I want you to do. I want you to ask a question about that struggle. Is it a problem or a struggle you can fix or face today? Is it something you can fix or face today? If it is, I want you to say, yes, I can. If it's not, I want you to refuse to focus on it any much longer almost in your mind put it to the side and say that is a tomorrow challenge if it's a today challenge I want to ask you a question what is one thing you can do literally right now in this moment about it If there's, if, there's, if there's nothing you can do, I want you to just put it down to the side for later. Because you can't deal with it right now. You've got your eyes shut. You're in a building in Hilton. You can't fix it or face it. Uh, the last question I want to ask you is, when was the last time you prayed about it and actually came to God with all your emotions and say, God, this is how I'm feeling about it. Because now's that time you can do it. If it's a today problem, let's, let's bring it to God right now. If it's a tomorrow problem, I I don't want to talk about it today. Because I'm refusing, I'm drawing strict boundaries. So with every eye closed holding up a problem if it's a today problem let's pray to God about it so father we know that you're a good father that your provision your manner is for today holy spirit you are preparation for today we pray with this issue the struggle this challenge that you would give us the strength to overcome it strength to face it, the wisdom to bring fi- to fix it. Well, I pray if it's something that we are holding on to, Lord, that we would open our hands and release it to you. God, I pray you'd speak words of encouragement, of exhortation to our souls that says, you are loved, you are here today, and you will be with me forever. There's an eternal guarantee on your life if the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. But God, we just pray that tomorrow would not steal from our today. We say no to tomorrow. Come on. We say that that is tomorrow's challenge because today has enough of its own. In your mind, just say no to tomorrow. I'm not going to deal with that today. Jesus name we all say amen like I was saying I recognize there are some things that are ongoing I recognize that there's wisdom in preparation I do I really do but unless we make a distinct clear uh, boundary we're just gonna for the rest of our life everything will get jumbled into one and that's when you start to overheat and get overwhelmed God wants us to live today because His presence is best experienced in the present. Thank you, everyone. I pray that this has helped you in some way. I pray that you can go from here and you can work through your issues or your challenges and kind of say, is this a today or tomorrow problem? I did it recently with um, 15 chaplains. I did this process with them, 15 chaplains from 15 schools in Fremantle. And the amount of people who kind of just walked away and said that I can't do anything about that today, so I'm not going to worry about it today. Yeah, pretty much all of them. Because we can get so clogged up by taking on issues before their time. Thanks for tuning in to the Freedom City podcast. If there is any way that we can help you survive and thrive in your everyday life, we'd love to connect with you. If you'd want to know more about who we are, just head to www.FreedomCityFremantle.com. Until next time, take care.